welcome back to what have you. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. Yep. <laughs> Until next time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, well. We got apparently we got nothing to say. Yeah, we're just, we really life is just carrying on. It's just keeps on. It's carrying on. Breezing down the road. But I will say that school's about to start. Starting great day. is about to start. Block parties are almost upon I us. I think it was yesterday, maybe or today, was the first day that this wind started, and it is the back Fall, to school wind. Always the, the it hot is amazing. air. Yeah, it's it true. just it just feels like oh, there we go. It's time for school now. Yep. 100%. And it's funny. It's just there's something about this specific wind that doesn't. It doesn't happen earlier in the summer. No, it's just a. It's a very. It's an August. Very. Wind. You better get your pencils sharpened. Mm-hmm, kind of a mm-hmm. feeling. You know what? Whose pencils are not sharpened? <laughs> My pencils yeah. are not sharpened. Yeah. I don't even have a pencil to sharpen. Well, the point. magic that I have going, the like, is that I am. There is nothing. Upon which I am not behind right now. Oh, full throttle. What I mean is, when I open a drawer, I am confronted with things I've not been doing for Mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. Everything is like that. Yeah. And it makes it. And I try to be. So, we have a friend who's new to Idaho who came from a place where there are not four seasons. Okay. And I have been blessed by. This is a mother of lots of children, so okay. I've been blessed by the experience that it's giving someone else because <laughs> uh, I think that there's a really special, there's a really special kind of we're all going to die feeling <laughs> about the clothing and the season change. Oh, big. But big, I've big. been living it with my, just things that I would have, at another time I would have, at the beginning of summer, as soon as it was mm-hmm. like hot. I like to think I would have gone through the boys' closet and gotten the stuff that's, like, Mm. doesn't fit them or won't fit them next winter. Like, just, there's a lot of clothes that don't need to be actively in their closet right now. Right. But they are, and I have not dealt with that. And now we're getting to, like, back-to-school uniforms on top of... Mm-hmm. But we're in that place where you should not purchase more summer clothes. No. But no. you desperately need them. Like, everyone mm-hmm. is looking mm-hmm. like... Well, I just bumped into someone yesterday at the grocery store who was going to be coming to a party we had here last night that mm-hmm. you were also at. Yeah. And it was just sort of an evening dinner. It was going to be outside. And she was like, I don't know. It's hard to have something to wear. When it's this hot and you want to be dressed up and I don't have anything in my closet. And I was like, yes, but we're cold more of the year than we're too hot. So there's a lot of times where you feel like, how many times really am I going to have to dress up when it's hot out? And is it worth compiling a whole section of your closet for that? My closet. My closet is really like a parable in itself that speaks to the uncertainty of life and Mm, what uh we can't know because yeah i was i i do need to turn my clothes over so there comes a time where i'm like i don't want wool sweaters all out in the foreground in the over 100 Mm. degree weather no but my problem has been just looking at stuff and being like how long will it really be before this 
yeah, has relevant. any relevance yeah. in my life. Uh-huh. And by, it's and re- by the time it's relevant again, it's probably I not cute anymore. No. Uh-huh. And I was thinking like, well, this belted skirt and I probably <laughs> don't don't need to be affiliated. Like, like I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. This is not the postpartum lifestyle, mm-hmm. and it's not even really. It would have been in my normal lifestyle something that I, even then, it would be like something I might. If I'm like, oh, I should lose five pounds, and I might wear that, you right. know. Yeah. You and you really don't save those for the postpartum mm-hmm. times, you know. Mm-hmm. No. And I was laughing because I remember when I was having babies with greater frequency, mm-hmm. I would always have a stack of my fat pants and a stack of what I called my fat chance pants uh-huh. which were mm-hmm. but now I'm like I don't why would I keep all this when it's like just gonna sit around and put it down in your formal dress department no I put you it you can go shop I've just it been later giving it to my girls mostly because yeah. I'm just like did that. I just like, why out. don't you have this I got rid of a ton can, of stuff yeah, and, and it wasn't. I didn't feel like but, I had a ton of stuff to get rid of. No, but low. But there where was a my pile. but where my things go awry is that I'm looking at what I do have in my closet. And I'm thinking it's going to be really epic at the postpartum. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to start mm-hmm. trying to purchase up some things yeah. that I could put on myself. Or every so often, you know, you and I talk about how we should maybe make a play for the house dress to come back. Maybe my this big is chance. when you can my get big, serious about it. My big, big <laughs> chance to bring back the house dress. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be a real, it's a real time of self-discovery that I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But very funny. And I guess we didn't, I didn't say it on the podcast. Didn't we do it last time on our anniversary? Yeah, we did. I think we did because uh, we had our ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And it's a boy child, a little That's man right. child. I do not think you but said that. But we had not told the family yet, so That's I didn't say it. it. I, yeah. I meant I'm pretty sure I had showed you pictures, but not mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And and in interesting news, Luke turns out to really be almost an ultrasound tech. He just <laughs> sometimes you uncover someone's rare talent, and you wonder. Like, but this is I think at least the third, maybe more times in our life that the she just put the thing on my belly Mm -hmm. and I you see a baby like Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a baby Mm -hmm. but it's like the whole baby body it's the whole baby it's like from above you know here's the and looks like it's a boy I'm like what how'd you figure that out I'm like I'm we're not looking at that picture of this child yeah but later on, he kept adding more commentary. He always does this. Like, oh, there's the femur. I'm like, see, I am I feel like I understand what's happening in the ultrasound, but I yeah. do not compare it to what yeah. Luke understands. And mm-hmm. this time, he added by saying, oh, yeah, it looks it's not a cleft palate. And I was like, what? <laughs> when did you train for sonograms? That is so funny. I, I, I have the negative and inverse version of Luke. But granted, I haven't had an ultrasound in like 18 years. But, you know, even then, we had ultrasound technology and I couldn't tell what I was looking at. So they would they would be doing their thing and I'd be like, okay, is that the baby's head? And they'd be like, that's your liver. Yeah. You know, I... <laughs> 
yeah. Well, Luke intuits, intuits yeah. the ultrasound, so that was funny. But it was very fun and it's pretty cute. It's a funny, it's awesome, funny, super fun, funny, super fun surprise. Time. And I'll tell you what's interesting. This is my tip. Okay. For everyone. Get your tip out at the wrong time, Rach. If you're going to be pregnant, mm-hmm. live in a little house. Just try to keep your world in a place. Basically, look for an RV. Yeah, well, here's what I'm trying to say. I think it's a, it is a better system <laughs> if you can putter around and have there still be evidence that you did something. You made a difference. But I am not making a difference in my house right now like I like it is so funny and every time I gather the children together to give a motivational speech <laughs> then, then I wear myself out giving the talk and they have like now I'm gonna need to take a break while you guys get going I'm like it's yeah. really not I am really not at my peak performance uh, yeah. and it is silly but that's okay it's like the lord this has reassigned the lord has reassigned me yep and i am not gonna be a fusser about the <laughs> fact that as luke says it's someone keeps kicking the plug out of my bonzi castle because <laughs> I, I have moments of great let's do it all and then i'm like Woo! Like <laughs> next next thing is I don't want to do anything. I that want to lay so down funny. here and not do it. So yeah, really killing it, slaying I'm, on the productivity. I front. feel like we're on a weird, super slalom path right this instant of uh-huh. events, and you know, one right after the other, and uh-huh. so. It's just, it's the turnaround time. Each individual event, I feel like I can muster. But then you have only a a moment to look about oh, yeah. yourself and prepare for the next one. And that is, it's that moment where I sort of dwindle out. Uh-huh. And that's the moment I'm currently in right now. And am I... Am I taking a deep breath and launching the next event? No, I'm sitting in the car with you. Okay, wait. I've already told the truth about how little I'm getting done, so now I'm going to boast. Okay, do it. You know my philosophy, my lifelong philosophy. I was with her, guys, just the other day. She was buying stocking stuffers. Well, that's true, but more than that, I already have a bunch of gifts wrapped. Oh, my word. Which I find hilarious, but you can't. I can't argue possibly. with you can't argue with me that this Christmas on. is not going to be my time well, to you're achieve. You're going to have a bad time this Christmas yeah, in terms no, of organizational. In terms of will I be really? If I'm so bad yeah. right now, there's yeah. no way that the last legs of the last trimester is going to be <laughs> my best work. Because <laughs> I keep being like, wait, isn't this the part of the pregnancy where they tell you you'll have more energy? <laughs> Make hay while the sun oh, shines. It's no good. It's no good. But oh well, it's fine. We're getting through <laughs> she it. She says through oh, a yawn. No, it's terrible. Oh, that is funny. Um, but yes, I'm trying to be ahead on Christmas, but yeah, I'm not that's exactly. Good. That's good. Well, haven't exactly so handled it all yet. There is a documentary that I feel like everyone needs to know about that Jemima has been working on. And I don't know that it's a documentary. It's a sort of a practical 
how-to hospitality doc that she yeah. has been working on. And that, if you have Canon Plus, is supposed to be dropping next Friday, which is August 12th, which is also Grace Agenda, which is also probably the block party. No, also Nate's Saturday. The next it's day, all the next the day things. is the block party. Yeah, so anyways, that's a little something that you want to put in your back pocket for later. Yeah. It's um, it's a lot of interviews with, well, you and our mom, me. Yeah, she's been doing stuff for a long time. On I bet I'd be surprised at myself if I watched Oh, probably. I bet there's some rare footage that I would <laughs> like to not see of myself. <laughs> And no, I think that's just for me. It's any footage of myself I would prefer to have not seen. That's how it is. That's why I don't look. And when no, these things happen, no. I don't go back and check. No, me neither. Because you're sort of like, oh, just let it. I'm rip. glad that that could have been documented when I was at my peak, chubby. Oh, and... you're always like, why was I wearing that? Yeah, peak exhausted. Too bad I don't do my hair. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know what? You know. Then you're like, you know what? It is what it is, and it's that's how. All I every time, the iconic version of this for me. I always think Texas, Ohio. <laughs> Rachel Jagerman coming to your conference with this publicity photo of only her fat roll in the middle of her stomach. Which, if you haven't heard that story before, it was oh, because I never have author photos, or I just don't do those. And they, uh, I got. Canon just took a still shot from a video and it's a live action shot of me talking with like both of my hands up gesturing. It's a real we're in the middle of things in media ray (laughs) author photo and they Mm -hmm. but they sent it off to the great homeschool convention who was needing a author photo but then the great homeschool convention tweeted it and Twitter (laughs) auto cropped auto cropped the photo so that it was only just, it was like only the waistline of my yeah. sweat, like a little fat roll and my hands. And that was it with a big all caps uh, announcement. Watch Texas, Ohio, coming soon. It's coming soon to where you are. And I, well, I think I just laughed so hard about that. I could not get a grip. And I know it embarrassed the poor publicity men that can't like because it was not their fault you know like they did what but but i was like i'm sorry who is helping me out with the marketing (laughs) run it by me one more time should have been yeah it's looking out for that and i'm sure because i know we've told that story on the podcast before and very likely when we did I was reminded of our best one of those too. So I don't know if I should tell the story again because just tell it. It's it is so neither phenomenal. of us could find that episode if no, we had to. If we so, to. Yeah. so why not do a, yet another refreshing take through one of our great photos? Um, so when we went to Oxford, uh, Ben was scouring the universe for oh gosh scholarship. Oh. I didn't know what you were going to... Yeah, this yeah, is one no. of my dearly beloved I know, it was so good. Okay, so so he was looking for scholarships, you know. And um, there was one for marine tankers. And he was in the Marines, and he was a tanker. So he, you know, applied for that one. It's his big chance. And yeah. he applied for that one, and he furthermore got it. So he got this little 
chunk of money from the Marine Tankers Association. And for the application, you know, you send in your little whatnot and they want a photo of you. And so he threw one in that was him with the kids because he felt like, you know, it makes you, you're sort of established as a respectable human when it's like, here, here are my kids. And the only recent photo he had was when we were down in McCall during the summertime staying at some little cabin with his family and there was a hammock and he was in the hammock with the kids sitting on him, you know? And it was a cute pic of the gang, and he <laughs> threw that in there. And then he wins the scholarship, and then the Marine Tankers Association magazine, oh, so good. which no doubt has a very widespread. Do you still have it? I hope somewhere, but uh, I you should, seen it. You should in find so it and long. frame it for it's his so office for, for his. Yeah, because there it was a page announcing the winners. You know, Wasn't here it the cover. No, it was inside. It was kind of like a spread okay. on okay. this is great news. Here are all of the people that, that have, have, have won the money. We've awarded them. And there's, I don't know, four or five winners. And the other ones all had <laughs> had their Marine, you know, doing the they thousand look, yard stare. They all you look know? like Marines yeah. in action. Marines yeah. currently Marines. Well, not in action, but it was their like professional. No, yeah. Sort of like I'm, yeah. I'm doing a stone cold look. Yeah. Uh, right at the camera, dad at the camera in uniform, probably. Well, the magazine had decided to just crop Ben's face out so that it wasn't um, the whole family. But you have to picture that he's in a hammock, <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of a uh, sideways peering out. <laughs> Kind of very uh, not straight up and down, you know. He's definitely at a kind of a forty-five degree kind angle. Kind of peeking over the edge of a hammock, <laughs> peeking over the edge, just the face, and he kind of has a grin on, you know, a little bit of a grin, and then, and then they have him as like Ben Merkel, and they, they had after that photo, they had a typo. Where they said Ben Merkel teaches fun time at New St. Andrews College <laughs> instead, instead of full time. So but there he was with his little. He's a fun time teacher, which explains why he's reclining from the hammock. But you couldn't you even tell, tell it was a hammock. You, you could just tell, tell it was a hammock. It was just a weird. It could have been anything. You just don't know what he's doing. There was no explanation. And it was like there he was in the midst of the other Marines, and he teaches Sorry, fun time. Stuff. Fun time at New St. Andrews Fun time, teacher. Yeah, that yeah. was that it was, was good. It was some good. of those times when you really like just those glorious moments where you're yeah, it was excellent work. Feel but... real good about yourself and how you're presenting yourself. <laughs> those are good moments, though. I know they're I good know. and healthy. It's good. It's it's like we've talked for sure about being able to laugh when you like fall yeah. down or something. You know, yeah. like that these things happen and it's good. Yeah to be able to think it's funny when yeah, it is funny. I know. You know, it's a it's it's important to be able to do that because you're definitely going to have those things happen. So you might as well resolve the front end that you're going to enjoy them when they do. Right. To so just think that was funny rather than have everything be a tragedy. Yes, in your life, you know? Totally. 
Oh, for sure. So somebody sent me something funny for us to discuss on the podcast. Okay, do it. Um, discuss away, Rachel. I'm totally gonna sneeze. I'm. Oh, I'm wow. like halfway caught I'll up. I'll brace in myself yeah, just in case you good. do. And well, I, um, you know how it is when you're sort of like halfway there, but it won't materialize. Yeah. So this just made me laugh. Where okay. did it come to us though? Oh yeah, this little meme. This is not a lot to talk about, but it still just really makes me laugh. When you feel discouraged, just remember you are the center of the universe to tiny humans you made from scratch. You're kind of a big deal. Whoa. I just felt like this is an example right there (laughs) of someone who's lost all track of reality and truth. (laughs) In order to try to say an encouraging word, because one of the things that makes me laugh, I mean, and I'm currently pregnant, so I can speak to this, like, this is current events for me. Yeah. Here's the real thing. I am not making a human from scratch. (laughs) The amount of my intellect or capacity that is actually being involved in this is really negligible like like other than trying to feed yourself still and being tired it's like no god just god is doing what he's doing inside of you you know funny it really is the weirdest thing that your body knows how and you have no idea how like it's not odd and i think that's one of we've talked about that i think i've talked about that on the podcast my I feeling about I'm being feeling in fellowship. So curious about that, Rage. About that? Yeah. Did you know about that? No, but we're on the podcast. I know we are. But we don't have to <laughs> Ben, come greet the podcast <laughs> listeners. We're having, we're podcasting right now. Becca's broken all all <laughs> chain of thought here. The fourth wall first, has been to, broken, guys. To first, turn into a small town gossip, <laughs> and then I to yell not. at her husband. This is like in you during just, no. Remember in COVID when it was like. You never knew when you would walk around the corner and your kid was on a Zoom yeah. class or something like this. Yeah. This is like you walk out. No, wait, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah you are. Not only, I'm glad that you came right now because I just told the story about your uh, Marine your, your Corps fun time scholarship photo fun time photo. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you made it as glamorous as it was. Yeah, I think she did. I think we did. If only we could find it again, but I think it's gone. I don't know. I could reenact it for you if you want that. That'd be good. I think you should find it and frame it and put it on your office wall. (laughs) One of your great achievements through time. I clearly could not make my appearance here any better, so I'm just going to (laughs) leave. All right. right. Goodbye. Are you leaving now? Yeah, I've got an appointment. Yeah, okay. I'll see you later. Well, sorry guys, that was an update. Becca, Becca, tur- in case you're wondering, Becca turned into a hitherto unknown relationship <laughs> spotter. Well, okay, guys, we're sitting in the car. Yeah. And a couple walks past 
that none of us knew was a couple. That's what it comes well, down to. We didn't know it was a couple, but I didn't know one of them, and I knew the other one. So I just felt curious, like, whoa, what's happening here? Yeah, I but feel it just interested. Seems, it seems amazing to bring that out on I the podcast. D- well, I didn't we did. bring it up. I mean, I did bring it up, but I didn't. <laughs> it doesn't I didn't matter. We'll say. let it go. We'll let it go. <laughs> I didn't say what it was or anything. <laughs> you could have acted like it was a squirrel. <laughs> Apparently, I couldn't have. One of the other things is that my, the pregnancy does not allow me to play along casually, apparently. So, oh, the, uh, what I was going to say is, though, you were saying that you're, it's amazing that God does things with your body that you don't know how yeah. to do. And yeah. it's amazing because you don't know how to do your regular life functions. Like, you don't no. know. It's not like you get up in the morning with a to-do list for your liver and you're no, like, it's like, keep it's on top of it today, guys. I, gave my spleen a good talking to yeah like let we tuned that up and you don't do it you don't even know you probably couldn't identify your internal organs no definitely not and but it's something that really draws your attention to that when it is pregnant because it's a special it's like yeah. a new and it's shocking what's actually happening in there and it is so funny because the difference between being alive and being dead is the presence of your soul you know like in the body and so somehow your soul being in your body means that your heart will beat and your lungs will breathe and your blood will circulate and your your organs will do what they're supposed to do but you take the soul out and nope now it doesn't know how anymore it just can't can't keep on or it has nothing to do it for there's no like Like, inertia that sort of keeps it yeah but i've always thought it's amazing like you read those studies that really are remarkable of like, um, you know, the, like, whatever, your baby has a cold mm. the next day, your breast yeah. milk is boosting yeah. particular vitamins and stuff. Right. And, and actually there's no way of, I couldn't have said what the baby needed. I wouldn't no. have known. And somehow, not only does your body know, but it apparently figured out the information somehow. Like, it yeah. figured out that the baby needed that. And, and so responded. it's the height of hubris to act as if you can take credit for it. Or like, as though that's your <laughs> goddess power. Like yeah. My, yeah. And my incredible skill is that. It's like, it's actually really it's, not your it's, skill. It's like saying, I and my own power heal my wounds no but it 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 is as silly as taking credit for the rain falling on you or the wind blowing you or you know it just is like no this is this is very much in the hand of god and this is the season of life i mean not life the season of the world like in the world right now the whole goddess woman power thing is a real crisis upon us it's a also of note is that the whole nothing is new under the sun because the goddess power woman thing is a old. great is a great old one that yeah. keeps trotting out every so often yeah you know and it's, it's probably one of the oldest you know all of those fertility rites and goddess yeah. worship totally back when fertility was universally yeah, seen as a good we, thing something we wanted it is funny though because i do think that in a more 
primitive moment. You needed humans. I mean, humans are definitely a pack Huge animal. resource. And if you only had... I mean, I was just... I love the last scene in Paradise Lost where Adam and Eve get kicked out of the garden. And when I say I love it, it's just a very powerful yeah. image of the two of them just walking out into an empty world. world. And can you even imagine how that would be like just the two of you and now the ground itself is not going to cooperate and you have to survive and right fill the earth and subdue it and there's two of you i mean can you even imagine like just two people can barely sometimes set up a tent or assemble a barbecue together much less have to go populate and subdue a planet with no yeah no and other resources and what's amazing is just look what has happened for me i know i know look how much but you do feel like uh god was kind to give him those long lives at the front end you know yeah well you needed you needed them <laughs> you needed the resource there because for sure because it's uh I'm they sure I've said this before. They a lot of livers for sure back but, then. But, like, I, I'm sure I've said this before, but I remember talking about this in class. It would be like, you know, people get all, you know, like you were talking about that show the other day of Survivor or the person who has to live alone for three alone. months. Alone. Yeah. Alone. Um, I was talking about that on yeah, the podcast. No, you were talking about it at oh, South Dinner. Oh, and oh, it was right. like you're okay, allowed yeah. to choose three tools to sure. take with you or yeah, whatever. something like that. And so let's say you choose your, I don't know what tools they would take, a crossbow and a, you know, I feel like yeah, you whatever. have a hatchet and sure. something. Yeah. But just think about the thousands, if not millions of humans that are represented in those three tools and then you're gonna Uh feel like such a champion that you made it but it's like you like the smelting of the metal and the transporting it to the factory and the inventors who put it together and just the fine-tuning over the years to get it to the stage it's at it's millions it's millions of humans represented there and then you're gonna feel like a real soloist out in the wilderness because if I you tried it as a child. I tried to make pocket knives hmm. out of bark chips. Oh, uh, they worked well. I they think. were just woo. Yeah, yeah. but, but I would good. try to rub the uh, bark chip on the rough sidewalk uh-huh. until it was like sharp, sharpish. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I was trying with these miniature nails to get a hinge going, <laughs> but. One thing that I found with that is that it was not a tool at all. I was not creating a tool. But even to make such a desolate piece of effort as that, it took a little already fabricated nail and a, a hammer. Sidewalk. And a sidewalk. <laughs> and a bark chip processor. <laughs> I know, because um, if you really wanted to know, can you survive? And you were to just drop a person... With nothing, no clothes, no tools. Yeah, the answer is just no. No, you're dead you by prob- the afternoon, probably. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like you're not making it through the first night for sure. <laughs> Depending on the season. Well, 
if it's a if it's a nice warm environment, you're gonna get eaten by a snake. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this basically, basically, we're not. We really need each other. We do. We need each other through the ages. Like you need uh-huh. people to have very different gifts and abilities, and yeah. Yeah. which is part of why the chronological snobbery situation. It's so rude because it's like we all enjoy this very comfortable life and we like to frown at previous centuries who didn't really have their ducks in a row when it came to, I don't know, whatever 21st century sensibilities we have. And we like to look down on them. You know those people uh-huh. back then. It's uh-huh. like, oh my land. Those losers. Oh my land. We those are so losers who didn't just uh, building on That's actually one of the their things, foundation. That's one of the things you know? that I think is amazingly funny. Is every time you hear sort of the hissing and the spitting about back when the women were super oppressed. You yeah, know? Yeah. But just by things like because the men would go to college, but the women were not going to college. Yeah. I think there was actually a really minor window where that could have been the case. Like, where there was cultural... There was still cultural momentum mm-hmm. towards the women being at home or whatever. Okay. But but there was enough progress that it was not... Okay. They were not actually as absolutely essential... Sure. In that role. But it's funny because you think, like, the kinds of things that they were, like, what were they actually, like, the women who were being, I don't, that's what I'm trying to say is the women, I guess it would have been pre-Victorian era probably because what needed to be done at home to keep home Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. was not on the same order of scale as what we're thinking of like like starting the dishwasher and Mm -hmm. running the and just i'll stop at the grocery store on the way home like like things that need to be on all fronts like taking care of the linens and the clothing and the garden and the what are we doing about harvest and or managing a a house full of servants as well but i'm saying you know the bigger the household the more crazy amount of sort of CEO manship was well, going on. I will on. say, I've listened to a few episodes of this podcast that I find really fascinating, but it's these, um, basically the women who are over some of these massive historic homes in England, uh-huh. like big old castles that still have a family, mm-hmm. like it, it's not publicly owned. It's not like sure, it's a museum. Yeah. It's still privately owned. And you have a woman who has to run this thing. And the one piece, like, they're not, they're not trying to be faithful Christians by any stretch. But there is a piece there that I, it's like a relic from an earlier era. And I wish that Christian women could tap back into this. But there's this overwhelming sense of duty mm-hmm. to the house. And the reason they feel the, feel the duty is because they are these impressive... Yeah. historical artifacts from this very impressive yeah. history that England has and they are the woman who has to oversee it and make sure that it is kept and whatever but they talk about the duty of it all the time and the duty to the house and to the people and to the you know the village that surrounds it or whatever and it's like wouldn't that be great if christian wives and mothers 
looked at their little tiny, you know, however yeah, big wherever it is. you are. I don't care if it's a trailer. Like, the duty that you have to this property and these people to make sure that this is functioning the way it's supposed to function and you're overseeing it and you're taking care of it. And some of these ladies, yeah, they have fleets of staff still trying to oversee these things. Some of them don't. Yeah. Um, but it's like... But they, even if you have the staff, <clears throat> it's remarkable how much... That's not less managing. work. No, that's a ton it's more managing like it. Keeping everyone industriously employed and, yeah. and doing what needs to and be done. And the thing is, you and, don't have to be a duchess to have that duty. It's just that I feel like if you are a duchess and you do have a castle, then the duty is a little bit more obvious yeah. to you. Because how many people But could, a big part of that is stewarding what God actually has given you dominion over. Like, this, yeah. this is actually... And, like... Seeing, even if you're in a little house or a little apartment or a little or something, a dorm room. that to accept the fact that that is actually a tremendous gift. Like yeah. God has given you something, and with it comes responsibility. Like it's actually mm-hmm. weighty in some way. Like there yeah. is a like this is a thing. Yeah, and there's a lot of this kind of like trying to preserve the house, but also trying to reinvent a lot of things to make it relevant to right now and there's the creativity and there's the you know trying to update the grounds and trying to make it a profitable business because of course those houses cost millions of pounds to keep up every year and there's just so much of that but it's like it's a very like it's looking at it from a really like managing it maintaining it improving it uh-huh. and doing it out of a, a real sense of obligation and duty but they also clearly are so excited about it as well and they're really mm-hmm. passionate about it and I think that that piece is a really well, um, like just people who are living a lifestyle where they're in a rhythm of heading off to go count the silver and oh, Rach, polish it she was one of them was saying that they have a um, after the Christmas season finishes, it's spring cleaning. And Ooh. she said the spring cleaning season is about six weeks. And it's like scaffolding has to come in. You know, like, so it is like a six-week season of the year is spring cleaning. Wow. I was like, now see, that's... Well, they probably have to take down, like, enormous oh, it's massive, draperies like and things that need to got, be, yeah. yeah. Just huge amounts of endless stuff. amounts of mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. it's funny because it sounds sort of glamorous, like that would be fun, but then you're like, "How well am I doing with just my utensil drawer?" Well, that's what I I'm keep, saying. I keep harking back to my utensil to drawer, drawer. And you can tell I'm a little tender on that <laughs> subject. <laughs> I know it's the sort of thing that you like I pull know. it out and you're like, "Yeah, uh oh." And it's just funny because I think we've been so trained to see a woman's role in the home as like so embarrassing, so demeaning. You should never feel obligated. You should never feel duty there. You should never let yourself feel pressured to perform. And yet in this little narrow instance, everyone would listen to it. Well, lots of people would be bored, but many of them would listen to it and be like, oh, isn't that just really cool? But it's only because the house is cool. But uh-huh. I'm just saying that same exact attitude can apply across totally. the board. 
And I think it ought to apply across the board. A big part board. of it is just, it's, I think, I think there's something interesting in there, which is a, people have tried to replace like self-respect, kind of like self, like dignity, you mean? Or, well, there's no, like, kind of like your self-esteem, like, I think I'm worth a lot. Okay. And but in that they have removed sort of the dignity of your duty, like that. Yeah. That actually, it's true that if if a human made in the image of God invests themselves well and fully into work, that they actually are bringing dignity to the work. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that work could be done mm-hmm. in an undignified, inglorious way. Like yeah. it could be done by someone who. Uh, is doing nothing to, but it, there's yeah. some way in which I could see this tying in with the whole Puritan, the whole Puritan emphasis on all of all work being um, sacred, sacred. Yeah, that it wasn't like the sacred versus the secular. That like where there's only pastors are mm-hmm. involved in sacred work. Right. But the Puritans really brought it down to every believer like the priesthood of all believers that every believer what we're doing is yeah is glorifying to god like if right. it, well clarified could be everything you're called to be doing Ought that you're doing and you can do in a way that glorifies yeah. god and so the way you're gardening or the way you're sweeping your porch or the way that you're cooking mm-hmm. could be sacred work like could be glorifying god could be you but it is interesting because that's all based on glorifying God in what you're doing. It's not based on trying to glorify yourself with right. the work. Right. And I think that that's what our world is trying to do all the time. Instead of bringing the glory of God that is in- inherent in a person who's right with him, right. serving him. And that that glorifies and dignifies whatever that person is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could be doing something that is... Not by any. Well, a great example would that of that would be, um, you know, like tending the sick, mm-hmm. right? Like something that's very inglorious in the sense yeah. of changing bandages and yeah. and bedpans and like caring yeah. for someone. There's nothing about that particular work that is like, wow, that looks really amazing. But when someone who's honoring God comes to do that they're bringing the dignity of what God has mm-hmm. made them, the priesthood yeah. of all believers, whatever. And they're glorifying the work that they're doing. But it's weird that we've got it turned around where we want the work to glorify us. Yeah, exactly. And we want the job description to make us look important. Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. if I'm going to describe the work I'm doing, I want, I want other people to think that means you are amazing. Yep. And totally. it's interesting because it's a really fundamental mind shift but it's like but if I exist to glorify God then whatever I'm doing to his glory is glorious like whatever you're like it is being glorified it's being made lovely and but the whole thing is you have to be okay with the point that it's not about you like that you're not doing it to glorify yourself yeah I actually think that might be a helpful thing to think about for people who are stuck in what they feel is you know the diaper changing yeah, not wiping of, menial tasks like the laundry and the whatever yeah. uh-huh. uh, is that isn't it interesting that you can do those things as 
part of the priesthood of all believers, part of the glory of God going well, out. Well, and I know that it's weird to quote Martha Stewart when you're coming up with the priesthood of all believers. Sure, sentiment. yeah. However, Martha might not be the first person Martha, I'd go to. I, I know you've said this before probably, but the um, I read in one of her things one time, and it struck me. She said, never say, I have to clean the house today. Say, I'm cleaning house today. <laughs> And it's funny what a difference that makes. Because you can say, like, oh, I've got to, uh, you know. I've been enslaved to my dreary duties. if you just say, I'm cleaning house today. Yeah. Then you are the one who is the subject of the sentence. You are not the direct object. You're not the person who's been buried under the heap of doom. It's, um, I really wonder what that was. That one wasn't a new relationship, guys. That was. Ben just held a. Anonymous garment up from the (laughs) truck truck. and made a face of. Oh no, he told me about that the other day. He he got went and got in his truck after work, opens the door and there's a small child's jacket has been placed on his steering wheel. That's what he's holding up. Like, what is this thing? Anyway, so but I do think that when you when you act as if you are the victim of all of the chores that are coming at you. Versus you are the one who has determined those chores need to be done. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a big mindset shift. And I feel like it's sort of what you're talking about with the... Um, right, but it's... Making a, the decision to do it in a... Well, making the decision to do something, whatever it is, to glorify God, makes the whole work glorious. Yeah. And you're offering something to God. It makes it beautiful. It makes it lovely. Right. And instead of thinking, I have to get a lovely job or a lovely home or a lovely yeah. whatever to make me look more glorious, mm-hmm. it is recognizing that if you're serving God, you are trafficking in glory. You're doing, yeah. you are always doing that. Yeah. And that, that that's a wonderful, I mean, it's just a different way of saying something that Dada has always said that is love bestows loveliness. Like yeah. when people love something. But it's interesting because it's not just the love. It's not like I love my kitchen sink, so my kitchen sink is lovely. It's I love God. Yeah. And one of the ways I express that is in trying yeah. to clean my kitchen. And in cleaning my kitchen, then the love that I have for God is expressed in right things being lovely. In the mundane. There, basically. except for my utensil drawer, which I just, Which you've you not know, taken dominion of, and I, you have no dignity I or basically have not, I have behavior. not declared the... <laughs> yeah, no, I have not declared the Lordship of Christ over some of the drawers in my kitchen for too long now. Yeah. But all this is to say, I think that that's a really good thing to think about. It's to think about how do I do this in a way that glorifies glorifies the work through glorifying God rather than glorifying the self. And just thinking what is your domain and however small it is deciding that you are going to take dominion in your domain um, and you're going to nail it. It's like And and that you have a duty to glorify God there. That this is where you have been placed and this is a place and especially if it's small, then it's like he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. It's like show, you know, uh-huh. the people around you and the Lord that you take it seriously even when it's small. Totally. Because sometimes when it's small, it feels like it's there's no point. 
so small. If I had a castle, then of course I would be a magnificent, you know. Then I would be a hustler. Yeah. If I did that. <laughs> if only I had to do a season, a week long season of beating the carpets outside, then yeah. I would. Yeah. Then I would be excellent. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we should go. did you have a tip? Um, what was your tip? It was about my tip was to live in a small house. If oh yeah, it. live in a small well, house. Your, your tip should be about those candies. Oh yeah, Rachel brought these to me, and I really like them. They are those Chimes Ginger Chews that somebody gave us when we were staying at their house, and I was like, oh my land! I immediately looked them up on Amazon because I was like that is good and then i told rachel about it it's still in my shopping cart on in the amazon shopping lemon cart. cayenne lemon ginger cayenne chews. ginger juice and they're ridiculously delicious and rachel hopped on it and ordered them but i still haven't done that i it was part of my quest to put things in christmas stockings yeah that yeah. i ordered them i yeah. brought her that hot tip and she acted on it ordered it they're then... actually very interesting they're candy that that you haven't experienced. No, they're like, like a little spicy. They're I like yeah. them a lot. Yeah, so that's our they hot are tip. Good. They are hot good. Hot tippity top. Well, yeah. everyone, we wish you. It's been great. A glorious adventure in your domains, wherever they are. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.